Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) Shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is. It's Monday. You know what that means. It's time for Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. Hi-oh. My name is Steve Miller, and I've got another amazing special guest. This guy is an author. He's got his own radio show, which he's going to talk about. Please give it up for Mr. Aaron Hadida. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Steve. How are you? Ah, Baruch Hashem. How are you? Thank God. Thank God. No complaints this morning. It's a beautiful morning today in freezing <laughs> Canada. Uh, that's right. So uh, uh, for, before we get into you real quick, I just want to say hello to our listeners because we got a lot of listeners today from all over the world, Aaron. So get ready. You're going to be you're going to be educating the world with your knowledge. Uh, let's give it up. Let's, of course, say hello to my favorite, the United States of China. <laughs> Bolivia's listening. Israel, of course, Malaysia, Brazil, Korea, Indonesia, United Kingdom, South Africa, the Russian Federation, and of course, my favorite country, the country of Other is back. Hi-oh, hello, Other. <laughs> have you ever heard of that country, Aaron? I have not. I can honestly say I haven't. The other, the country of Other is, is uh, it, it escapes me. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful country. Um, so let me just say, first of all, I'm very excited to have you on the show. Um, you are a newly, uh, found friend of mine, I guess, uh, uh, that I found you, uh, through Facebook and, um, you do amazing stuff. And so why don't you just, I know you're an author of a book and you have your own radio show. So real quickly, why don't you just tell us the name of your book, tell us about your radio show and a little bit about yourself. Go ahead, brother. Wow. You make me sound like a lost puppy that you just found somewhere. (laughs) So I, I'm with Hirut Canada. I'm an Israel activist. I basically uh, have a narrative that I've, I've maintained my whole life in, uh, I call it tough Jews. Um, my book is called Hate 2.0, One Man's Journey to Becoming a Tough Jew. Uh, and basically that's my whole narrative, showing the world the other side of the Jewish community showing the world that tough Jews do exist. Tough doesn't necessarily mean physically tough. It can mean spiritually tough, a connection to Hashem, a connection to our community, uh, emotionally tough, but of course, as well, physically tough. Um, I've got a background in boxing and training. Uh, All of my friends are, are professional fighters. And we basically are trying to show the world that the Jewish community can stand up for itself in no uncertain terms. My book dives into my life, how I grew up, why I became a tough Jew (laughs) out of of necessity, basically. Right. Uh, Being bullied as a child at six, seven years old, you learn real quick growing up in bad neighborhoods that you need to be a tough Jew. But... I mean, standing up for our community is what I do. Raising awareness around the world is my life's mission. And I do it 
every single day of the week, thank God. And as long as Hashem gives me the uh, the power to do it, I'll continue to do it. So I love it. In a nutshell, that's me. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. Now, so obviously we're doing radio. People can't see you now. I've, of course, I've, I've, I haven't, I've never met you in person, but I've seen pictures of you on Facebook. First of all, tell me how how tall are you? Five eleven. Um, I'm what? a big guy, um, and I'm I'm I've always trained my whole life. I continue to train now. Um, I don't train for professional fights or anything like that. I just train because that's in my DNA. Right. 5'11", from your pictures, I thought you were like 6'4". <laughs> well, that's that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. And 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 also, you wear like real big, like you wear like a huge star of David. You got big rings. You're like the Jewish Mr. T. That's what I think of you. When I see you, I think of Jewish Mr. T. <laughs> well, the mug and David is a symbol that I hold very near and dear to my heart. So I show it off whenever I can. Good. I love it. Well, good. We need tough Jews. Now, where can people buy your book? I knew they can get it on Amazon, right? Yes, they can get it on Amazon. Um, they also call me the Bear Jew. So it's uh, thebearjew18.com. And, wow. uh, and and all of the copies that come off of the website will be shipped signed. Ooh, nice. Well, we got a tough Jew here. Very good. I like that. I love tough Jews. <laughs> well, everybody, everybody in the world should be a tough Jew. Yes. We're actually uh, going around the world now training uh, Jews in self-defense. We've got classes popping up all over North America, uh, usually at, at synagogues and in, in, in training their congregations in security and Krav Maga. Nice, nice. I love Krav Maga. Krav Maga. I train Krav Maga, too. It's great. I highly suggest every Jew uh, take up Krav Maga. Um, <laughs> I, believe, uh, I believe in it, honestly. Every, every Jew should have some small measure of self-defense, should be able to possess something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, t I totally agree with you. Yes. Especially nowadays. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so with the Kanye's of the world. Right. Well, that leads me into I mean, you got to be kidding me. This is this story is getting to the point where it's 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 not to me. It's like it's pushing the absurdity. I mean, did you see now he goes on TV or this radio show? I'm not really, you know, this Infowars or I don't know. He's wearing a mask. Now he looks like the gimp. <laughs> Do you okay, know the so gimp can, from from can uh, someone explain to me what the balaclava was all about? Because I don't know if he was going to rob a jewelry store before he got there for the interview. I, I have no idea what that was about. What, what was he trying to do? <laughs> I don't know. But do you ever see the movie Pulp Fiction? I did. He's the gimp now. I don't understand why he had to have the mask. It's not like no one knew who he was. Everyone knew in this. I saw a brief clip of the interview, and, the, and, and right before they break to commercial, he's like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Yes, uh, uh, I love the Nazis. I love the Nazis. It's like, dude, we all know it's you, Kanye. Why are you wearing a mask? And now, now, he's, now everyone's calling the gimp. <laughs> we all know what happened to the gimp in that movie. Uh, for people who don't know that movie, uh, you can go <laughs> – Go uh, rent Pulp Fiction, and there's a scene uh, with the gimp, with the guy wears a mask, just like Kanye West. <laughs> it's very you, funny. You just dated yourself. Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. They can stream Pulp Fiction. Oh, did I say Blockbuster? You said rent. You can go rent. Oh, my God. That is... <laughs> 
You know what that reminds me? Because Blockbuster, it has the colors of blue and yellow, just like the Ukraine. So from, I just say I stand with Blockbuster. <laughs> there you go. That's a good oh, one. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's so, I can't believe I said that. That's funny. You caught that. I actually said go rent. Oh, my God. I'm totally dating myself. Yeah. So apparently – so now it's so bad – that uh, I, someone said, or I found this online. It says here, uh, <laughs> it says, uh, I'm, this is, it says Kanye changes name to Yitler. <laughs> now he's going back. It went from Kanye to just yay. Now he's changing it to Yitler. <laughs> and it Honestly, says here, he's unbelievable. <laughs> it says, it says here, um, uh, in what is just the latest of his many character reinventions, Kanye West has announced he will f- be formally adopting the name Yitler. <laughs> he goes, I live my life and I live my truth. And it's important to me to make sure my identity honors the two people I admire the most, myself and Adolf Hitler. <laughs> he goes, even, even Ilhan Omar uh, has, has condemned this. Even Ilhan was like, oh, Kanye, that's a, even I don't uh, say I love Hitler. <laughs> when Ilhan Omar condemns you, you're freaking nuts. <laughs> Honestly, this is what career suicide looks like up close and personal. You know, he needs to meet you, the tough Jew. You need to give him a, a free Krav Maga lesson. <laughs> well, a uh, 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 a guy that I uh, I follow and is friends with uh, some of my friends. He's a professional UFC fighter. He won a fight Saturday night and in Orlando, Florida. And when they were interviewing him, he was talking about anti-Semitism and racism. And he said, you know, Kanye, if you want, if you have a problem with my people, come, come look me up, bro. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I think I saw that. You posted that on your social media, didn't you? I did. It was uh, Natan Levy. Great fighter. Amazing yeah. fighter. Yeah, I follow him, too. He's from Israel. Yeah, I saw that. That was great. Um, yeah, I, this, you know, people are, you know, what's amazes me is that Kanye, he's got like, or I don't know, maybe we should call him Hitler. <laughs> he's got like 31 million followers on Twitter, although now I think he's suspended. But either way. I mean, I don't know whether to take this seriously because now it's like it's so absurd at this point where he's going on TV shows with with gimp masks. And I mean, it just seems absurd. I don't know. What do you think? I think people are looking at him like, oh, poor guy, this mentally ill individual just can't control himself. And maybe that is the case. Um, I, I, I agree with you. 33 million followers on on social media is a problem because if 10% of those buy what he's saying, the Jewish nation has a real problem. And and we're starting to see, you know, the uh, the people coming out of the woodwork in, in supporting him and agreeing with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah, like uh, we last week we talked about the. Uh... The black Hebrew lights. Uh, Kanye says, yeah, I can't I can't be anti-Semitic because I'm a Jew, man. Yeah. Now call me Yitler. My name's Yitler. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, well, we have a lot of great stories coming up. More insanity because here at Lighten Up, we bring the stupidity to the world. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with Aaron Hadida.
One minute of Torah, a question of priorities. That's what much of life boils down to. What should I spend my money on? What's worth waking up early for? Where should we live? What should I do in my free time? Which school should we send our children to? Our forefather Jacob models for us how to decide the answer to these questions in this week's Torah portion by Yishlach. Says the Torah, And Jacob traveled to Sukkot and built for himself a house. And for his cattle, he made booths. When it comes to matters concerning us, our true self, which is our soul, we give it proper respect. For godliness, we build a home. For Torah and its vote, we invest our time, efforts, and finances. When it comes to material matters, which are all those things we share in common with animals, such as eating, sleeping, playing, for those, we don't give the best of our energy and money. The equivalent of a simple basic shed is enough for those lesser important matters. We will invest in them only as much as necessary to be able to focus on the real reason why we were sent to this world. In short, we will give the maximum for our spiritual life and the minimum for our physical. With your eye on Torah, Minute of Torah, this is Chava Zikavich. Hello, listeners. My name is Gila Perach Hirsch, and I live in Israel, and I love it here because in Israel, I can feel the hand of God brushing my cheek. Hi, my name is Arnie. I'm from Jerusalem, and I love Israel because it's my happy place. My name is Hannah. What Israel represents for me, freedom to be who I am, and all the other amazing things that small country had accomplished. It just makes me so proud. Thank you, Israel. Hi, my name is Morris Klein from Melbourne, Australia, and I love Israel because I'm Yisrael Chai. Hi, this is Michal from London originally, Nanatania. The reason I love Israel, I would probably say Israel, where every Jew feels at home. Hello, this is Harold from Jerusalem, Israel. I love living in Israel because my inside life and my outside life are one and the same, and they blend smoothly and uniformly with each other. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller, and if you're just joining us, uh, we have another incredible special guest, my good new friend, tough Jew, Krav Maga, boxer, author, radio show host, Mr. Aaron Hadida. Aaron, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, everybody. Real quick, I know why uh, your uh, your radio show is on Spotify, right? Want to you want to tell people real quick where they can listen to your uh, radio show? Sure. It's uh, called Tough Jews 2.0. It's on Apple and Spotify, and it's going live on iHeartRadio this week, God willing. Oh wow, iHeartRadio! You're all over the place, man. Thank God. We need to spread the message as far and wide as we can. Yes, we do. Um, Okay. I wanted to find our first story. But first, since we were talking about uh, before the break, of course, we were talking about Kanye slash yay slash now his new name is Yitler. (laughs) Um, So, of course, hey, Joe Biden, this is my Joe Biden impression. This is when I talk about Joe Biden. This is how I sound because he's a complete moron. So he puts out a tweet. Uh, which, uh, well, first I'll, I'll, I'll read you the tweet and then you can uh, give me your opinion, Aaron, if you think he really tweeted this. It says, I just want to make a few things clear. The Holocaust happened. Hitler was a demonic figure. And instead of giving it a platform, our political leaders should be calling out and rejecting anti-Semitism wherever it hides. 
Silence is complicity. Is there someone's hair I can sniff real quickly? <laughs> what do you think of that tweet? You think he really tweeted that? Apparently he did. Apparently it's valid. It is his they are they are his words. And I think uh listen, I'm I'm no Biden supporter, but anybody that comes out publicly and denounces anti-Semitism, you know, it's a good thing in my books. Right. Well, my opinion is that he didn't tweet it. <laughs> One of his uh you know, non-binary transgender leftist commies tweeted it for him <laughs> because this is the same guy who gives $40 billion to uh, uh, to the real modern-day Hitler, Abbas, uh, for pay for slay. So I believe nothing that this guy says, and uh, I don't even think he, he doesn't even know what countries he in he's in, let alone he can't work Twitter. So in my opinion, I don't, I don't think he tweeted it. Well, the one thought that I had when I saw it was, does he really know how to tweet? That, right. was, the, that was the first thought I had. Right. So, yes, did he physically sit there and, and type it out? I would have to say no. <laughs> uh, did he okay the tweet? From what I understand, he did. Mm, I okay this tweet. Send it out. Mm. I love your accent, by the way. I, I wasn't aware I had one. Oh, yeah. You got the Canadian accent. <laughs> I don't know if I'm I'm not. Now I'm sounding Irish. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that was, but uh, I'm but trying okay. to talk like you, Aaron. I'm a tough Jew. Now give me a beer. <laughs> Oddly enough, I don't drink beer oh. and, and Canadians are all supposed to drink beer. But I just opted <laughs> out of that one. What about what about hockey? You play hockey? I used to. As a kid, I played ice hockey. Right. Were you the only Jew playing ice hockey? <laughs> uh, no, actually. The captain of my team was Jewish. Oh, wow. That's incredible. <laughs> he, he was actually an incredible player. Yeah, no, we had a lot of Jews on the team. Really? Do you think there are any Jews in the NHL? <laughs> I honestly don't follow it anymore, so I'm not sure. But I, I'm guessing maybe there's a few. Um there's a religious Jew in the NFL now, and there's one who's about to be, God willing, drafted into the NBA. Well, what religious Jew is in the NFL? I forget his name. I can't uh, believe you just asked me that. <laughs> it's Shmuley. <laughs> Call him Yitzchak. Yitzchak. Okay, please. I don't think there's a religious Jew, but um, well, well, there was an actually someone posted an article about a guy, uh, an Orthodox Jew who plays for Texas A&M, and he's you know, and he he observes Shabbat, which is great. I'm look, I love all that stuff, but you know what? When you play for Texas A&M, all your games are on Shabbos, so he's not playing in any games because he's observing Shabbat. <laughs> true. True. So it's it's like oh, they're like, well, he's on the practice squad. I'm like, ah, it's, sorry, that's not the same thing. What, he's like Rudy. He's like the Jewish Rudy. <laughs> well, there there was an Orthodox Jew in 63 who played in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. That much I know. Oh, and, okay. And for the Cowboys. Uh, when? Mo most recently or just? No, for... no, in 63, 1963. Oh, okay. All right. Well, here, I'm going to go into our first story. Since we're talking about presidents and anti-Semitism, here's an article that I found. It says uh, it's titled, Just Kidding, Racist 
presidential humor from FDR to Trump. And it's an article <laughs> with all these like jokes that these really racist jokes that these presidents have said. And I'm just going to go through some of them. I just like to get you some of them, your opinion. It says here, twice in recent weeks, former President Donald Trump has made derogatory joking references to Asians. Uh, he is not the first president to have used racial or ethnic minorities as the butt of his jokes and not the first to have avoided any serious political consequences. Um, it says here, I'm not going to go into, it says here that they talk about how uh, Richard Nixon and Lyndon Johnson were reported after they had left office to have told jokes that included harsh ethnic stereotypes. It says Ronald Reagan, when he was president, was caught on an open mic joking about Irishmen and Italians. I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> but here's one. It says, as a young man, Harry Truman once shared with his future wife a joking involving a the N-word for black people and a Chinaman. I can't even say it. That's how bad it is. <laughs> it says Woodrow Wilson as president was notorious for telling racist jokes about blacks, sometimes with a with a fake accent, probably like the way I do on this show. <laughs> so I guess that makes me a racist. Uh, and it says um, uh, FDR uh, once uh, mocked an imitation of a Japanese uh, person uh, the way they speak in 1942 with a conversation with journalist Quentin Reynolds. Um, I guess he was interviewing him and he was talking like this about the Japanese. We beat the Japanese. Yes, because I'm president FDR. Oh, <laughs> oh here, here's here, here's one. It says that same year. FDR's assistant, William Hassett, recorded in his diary a joke that that President FDR told him about the Japanese being the offspring of a Chinese emperor's daughter and a baboon. <laughs> that sounds actually funny. <laughs> what do you think? I think it was a different time in history is the only takeaway I've got from that. I mean, <laughs> that's horrible. I, 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 I don't know what to say other than it was a different period in time. Right, right. Well, FDR was a known anti-Semite and racist. It says here, um, FDR also had a pension for anti-Jewish humor. Oh, thanks, FDR. You got to include us, right? His grandson, Curtis, told Rose Roosevelt biographer Jeffrey Ward that he recalled hearing the president tell mildly anti-Semitic stories in the White House in which the protagonists were always Lower East Side Jews, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, and it says here, FDR also once joked that Relatives might suspect his fifth child was Jewish in view of the baby's, and this is in quote, slightly Hebraic nose. <laughs> so basically, wow. yeah, instead of saying uh, FDR like, hey, you know, <laughs> meanwhile, his wife, wasn't she like a, a lesbian? <laughs> but anyway, who is he to sit there and make fun of people when your life, when your wife is a lesbian? But anyway, I guess back then they don't say, oh, look at his big schnoz. He called it a Hebraic nose. How presidential of him. Instead of saying you have a big Jewish schnoz, we, we're going to call it, it's Hebraic. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a word for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, this is the best one about Roosevelt. At the Yalta Conference. You familiar with the Yalta Conference, Aaron? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, it says here, at the Yalta Conference in 1945, Roosevelt shared... Uh, 
I don't want them and you wouldn't either type a joke with the Soviet leader, Joseph Stalin. The Yalta conference was after World War II, what they were basically going to do with Europe. So uh, FDR mentioned he was soon uh, to be meeting with the Saudi Arabia's king. And Stalin asked Roosevelt if he intended to make any concessions to him. The president replied that there was only one concession he thought he might offer, and that was to give him the six million Jews in the United States. Isn't that wonderful? What a what a what a funny guy FDR was. That's precious. He he should have done stand up comedy. He probably <laughs> would have been more successful as a comedian than he was as a president. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they go on to like other presidents too. It says agricultural secretary Earl Butts. <laughs> First of all, with a name like Butts, you shouldn't be making fun of ethnic roots. <laughs> your, your, your last name is Tuchus. <laughs> it says he was forced out in 1976 after uh, a word leaked of a crude joke he told about blacks. And in 1983, Secretary of Interior, uh, uh, Secretary of Interior James Watt had to resign after telling a harsh ethnic joke about a black, a woman, two Jews and a cripple. <laughs> They got a broad, broad spectrum on that one. <laughs> First of all, that sounds like it actually might be funny. You know, a black, a woman, two Jews and a cripple walk into a bar. Hi, oh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Watson butts. Yeah, this is a guy coming from Watson butts. Right. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Anyway. All right. I can't believe it. We're ending our second segment already. This is insane. All right. Stick around, everybody. We're going to be right back. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at Israel Howdy, News Talk this Radio. This is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Bruce Brill here from Nokdim, Israel, in Judea, the homeland of the Jews, and I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Norris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Major depressive disorder is a debilitating disease affecting millions of people around the world. Depression is often treated with medication, but finding the right drug and dosage can take time. Individual responses to drugs vary. And the majority of patients have to try different medications before finding the right drug for them. An Israeli company called Genetica Plus is working on what they say is a personalized medical testing tool to treat depression by helping physicians find the best drug therapy for their patients. 
The approach uses a blood test to help predict the best drug treatment for each patient. Available drugs are analyzed against biomarkers in the patient's blood, saving physicians time and improving patient outcomes. For more information on the high-tech world today, visit IsraelTechTalk.com. With your INTR Tech Minute, I'm Bob Aiello. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to our third and final segment here on Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Uh, My name is Steve Miller, and uh, I'm here with my very special guest, Mr. Aaron Hadida. Aaron, what's up, brother? Hey, how's it going? How are you guys doing out there? Good, good, good. Hey, uh, I would like to ask our producer, do we have any other new listeners? Any other new countries? If so, you could please put them up so we could say hello to our listeners. Um, Anyway, so here, here's a good story for you. So it's the holiday season, right? We got Hanukkah coming up and that other holiday that people uh, deal with. Oh, guess, guess who's guess who's listening, Aaron? The Czech Republic. Oh, welcome. Welcome. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, Czech Republic. Trying to c- click on the story. Ah, here we go. Okay. Uh, so uh, the holiday season, uh, you having fun up there in Canada? Is it snowing up there, eh? It is not snowing yet, thank God. And and don't wish for any, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, here, you're going to love this story. Here is a good festive holiday season story for Israel. A Palestinian Santa brings festive cheer to Jerusalem. <laughs> Good grief. There's a, his name is Palestinian Isa Kasisa. He dresses as Santa Claus and he rides a camel in front of Jaffa Gate. <laughs> and there's a picture of him. You don't have your camera on. You can't see this. But there's a picture of him. He's dressed as Santa and he's, he's on a camel in front of Jaffa Gate. Oh, God. I don't even know where to start with that one. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you, you can go into two separate worlds with that. Either it's a good thing or it's a real bad thing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like what's in his sack of toys? <laughs> we have a we have a we have a we have an update. Why don't Chinese children believe in Santa? Because they make the toys. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, it says in Jerusalem, Old City, there are dozens of churches. But at Christmas beckons, there is just one Santa Claus, a towering Palestinian. He's a former basketball player. I didn't know Arabs could play basketball. Apparently quite well, from what I understand. Yeah, it says here, uh, seven years ago. One resident, his name is Isa Kasisa. I don't even I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's got like he's got like ten S's in his name. Stupid. <laughs> it says transform the ground floor of his seven hundred year old home into a grotto complete with candy, mulled wine, and a chance to sit on Santa's lap. Hey, all you Arab kids, you wanna come sit on Santa's lap in in Gaza <laughs> or wherever he lives? Oh, he's the Arabic so Hugh Hefner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guess how tall he is, ready? He's 6'3". That's tall for an Arab, I guess. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I don't know. 
he says here, I'm not Christian, but I still love Santa Claus. We have a Christmas tree at home, too. Eight-year-old Marwa, a Palestinian Muslim, told whatever, <laughs> telling somebody, doesn't this guy know that uh, his own people will chop his head off for dressing up as Santa and believing in JC? Isn't that against their whole thing? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not something he'd want to be promoting in that community. <laughs> well, he's in, he's in Jaffa Gate, uh, and he's dressed as Santa on top of a camel, and he gives out um, he gives out um, <laughs> he gives out rocks for so the Arabs can throw at Jews during the holiday season. <laughs> Is it true that Coca-Cola invented Santa Claus? I have no idea. I never heard that. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? That's fascinating. I've heard it many times that it was Coca-Cola that invented Santa Claus. Well, I do know this, that Coca-Cola actually had cocaine in their soda, and that's why they called it Coca-Cola. So, you know what? Maybe they were so high that they thought they invented Santa Claus. I have no idea. <laughs> Good grief. Good thing I don't drink it. You don't drink beer. You don't drink Coca-Cola. What do you drink? What's your poison there? Water. <laughs> Water. Okay. Uh, here's a good story. You're going to like this. So I found this. It says, man arrested in Barbados with a badly forged Israeli passport. Now, <laughs> uh, he was a Syrian citizen, I guess, trying to get to Israel via Barbados. <laughs> I tell you, man, these terrorists will try anything. It says the passport had Hebrew writing on it, but it was the Hebrew was printed upside down and in reverse, making oh, it no. easy, making it easy to identify. Oh, no. <laughs> Talk oh, about it in dire need of a fact checker. <laughs> it says a Syrian citizen was arrested in Barbados while trying to. Oh, he's trying to fly to Germany using a fake Israeli passport on Tuesday. Oh, and uh, the Hebrew, it says here, uh, yeah, so the Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew was printed upside down and in reverse. And it said, um, according to the falsified document, the passport was issued in the non-existent city of Strektram. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. S-T-R-E-K-T-R-A-M. Strektram. <laughs> it's, he made up a city. <laughs> He made up a city. He made up a passport. He's got real issues. He's probably going to get six months in jail for that one. <laughs> and he made up a language, too, because apparently the Hebrew was backwards, upside down and in reverse. It says the fake passport also had a border control stamp issued in Israel, despite the fact that the Jewish state has not used passport stamps for several years. <laughs> and there's a picture of him. Uh, oh, God, that is just insane. People will do anything to get to the Holy Land. <laughs> I mean, apparently so, but forging passports, you'd think the forgers would at least know how to write Hebrew properly. <laughs> right, exactly. Oy, that is how insane. How do you call yourself a forger if you can't even get the document straight? <laughs> well, usually people like that, you know, they're not the brightest of people. You know, he's probably just some stupid terrorist. <laughs> well, listen, whoever he went to should have known better. Forgers are supposed to be good at what they do. That's why they're called forgers. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, here's another bizarre story. So, you know, there's the World Cup going on. Are you a soccer fan? Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. So, here you go. I don't know if you heard about this. So, on a side note, since the, wor the World Cup's in Qatar, right? Right. It says here, 
there is a beauty pageant going on in Qatar, but it's not with women and not with human beings. The beauty pageant is for camels in Qatar. Did you know this? Oh, come on. Yeah. This can't be true. It is true. It says, think Westminster Dog. Beautiful camel. <laughs> it says, think Westminster Dog Show crossed with Miss America pageant, except for whale camels. <laughs> it says here, um, <laughs> I can't even, it says, Naza'a is a majestic, that's the name of a camel. That's the name of the camel they're talking about. It's a majestic, light-haired creature that overcame several preliminary rounds and hundreds of other camels to win the pageant at Qatar Camel. Uh, this happened at the Mazayan Club on Friday. <laughs> the event is designed to bring cultural awareness, Aaron, to the World Cup visitors. So while people are watching soccer and banning everything Jewish, uh, they can go appreciate the Arab culture and see how they put camels on a pedestal and put them in bikinis and put them in talent shows. <laughs> I, I, I'm just dying to know what the criteria criteria is for a beautiful camel. I mean, is it eyelashes? Is it humps? What is it? <laughs> humps. Um, let's see. It says here uh, this camel was one of 15 camels who competed for the crown, parading by fans while wearing uh, bejeweled collars and draped with strings of gemstones. So they put jewelry on the camels. And... Um, it says here these events are held regularly throughout the Middle East, apparently. Uh, that sounds about right with these Arabs. Parade the camels through the fashion shows. I yeah. Mean, wow. Oh, look at my camel. My camel is wearing a beautiful bikini. I just love it so much. Uh, I'm, there's no, it says here there's, oh, here, there's also a milking competition. <laughs> with the, the, the prize goes to the camel that produces the most milk. How'd you like to be? Entered in that one. You got to milk the camel. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. I don't even to say to that one. <laughs> oh, those crazy Arabs. What do you put on your resume? What's your last job? I milked some camels. <laughs> I milk camels and I uh, dress them up in bikinis. You know, they need to go back into the, they need to go back into the old, old. Here, here's a story. <laughs> I forget. You're going to like this one. Um, Did you ever do any drugs, Aaron? <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. Just ask me straight. Okay. Well, I'm asking you because here, uh, it says here, uh, the National Park Service wants humans to stop licking a, a toad that is found in their park. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 would, I would ask them. I would urge them to stop licking toads also. It says here... Uh, the National Park Service added on their Facebook page to not lick strange animals. <laughs> there is apparently a frog in their uh, a toad in their park. It's called the Sonoran Desert Toad, and um, it has a secretion. And when you lick it, it's uh, it makes you uh, what do you call it? Euphor. Yeah, it um, gets you I, high. Yeah, it gets you high. You see things, hallucinogens. People are going around licking toads. In Colorado, the toad is also known as the Colorado River toad. It's about seven inches in size, and people are going around and licking it, babe. <laughs> trying to turn into a prince. What? Yeah, they're not turning into a prince. They're uh, <laughs> they're turning into uh, uh, 
They're turning into a very high. <laughs> anyway, what's my producer saying? End show in 30 seconds? No, I'm not ready to end the show in 30 seconds. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> okay. This is great. I told you I'll give you the gibberish. I got See what's going on in the show, Aaron? You see this? You see how unprofessional we are? <laughs> Listen, I think it's great. It's a great show. You guys are awesome. Listen. You're going to love this. A number of famous public figures have licked this toad, <laughs> experimenting with the toad's extracted toxins. Among them, you're going to love this. This is a guy from your, uh, you love. Boxing legend Mike Tyson has spoken about it, and some reachers have even begun to study it for its potential therapeutic benefits. Mike Tyson, give me that toad. I'm going to lick him up, and then I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah, well, licking toads is definitely not high on my priority list. Well, it is for Mike Tyson. You're going to tell him not to lick that toad? I don't I'm think not so. Tell Mike Tyson a darn thing. <laughs> a darn thing. Well, hey, I you know what want, else? I didn't want to say the other one. <laughs> hey, guess who else uh, has licked this toad, or at least uh, written about it? <laughs> Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. He's written about using this secretion as therapy as a form of addiction treatment. <laughs> Now it makes sense. Joe Biden's <laughs> been licking toads for 50 years. Oh, his son has. His son wrote a, his son says that this is this is what uh, this was will, will help his son get off crack. Hey, pops, let me just lick toads and I won't smoke any more crack. My God. Anyway, so that's what's going on in Colorado. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. I don't know which is work. I don't know. That's how insane this world is. People are licking toads to get high. We've got, you know, Kanye West changing his name to Hitler, dressing up as the gimp, saying he loves Hitler. And Arabs are having a beauty contest for camels. Do you see the insanity of this world? Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it every day. <laughs> Kanye we needs help quick, real quick. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, we need to go back to here. I found this. This is um, I'm going to give you some historical. So I mentioned this off the air to you. I asked if you know who the Chazon Ish is. I hope I pronounced that right, Miss Producer. He was a very famous uh, Rav uh, and his son just passed away uh, less than a year ago. Uh, and his son is Rav Kamineski. I can't pronounce his name. Um, but anyway, they found a book or they found some writings. It says a landmark handwritten ruling by the Chazon Ish regarding non-Cholov Yisrael cheese was found <laughs> that he wrote back in Benai Brak in 1945. And you know what this this whole ruling is about? <laughs> what? This is this is this is what we need to get back to in Israel. There are so many issues going on. It says here a handwritten halachic ruling by the Chazan Ish regarding cheese produced by Gentiles, <laughs> whether we can eat it or not. This was the whole this was the whole debate. This is what they were. This is the big uh, the big serious questions in the 1940s in Israel, 1945, whether Jews can eat cheese that was produced by Gentiles. <laughs> They Listen, found there, this... was, there was no internet. They were bored. <laughs> it says here, it was a harsh period for British mandate, and the new settlement in Benai Brock was in fledgling years because they were eating cheese 
that was given to them by Gentiles. During this time, the British imported packages of food and staples, including cheese, which was not Cholov Yisrael. This brought about a halachic controversy regarding Jews and their permissibility of eating the cheese. <laughs> in B'nai Brak. Right, but, uh, you know, but I guess in general. So they found this letter uh, that he wrote uh, just giving his opinion. This is my opinion. Jews, you are not to touch cheese that is given to you by a Gentile. Throw it away. Oi, hey. <laughs> we I need mean, to get how back. How do we even know? I don't know. I don't know. The whole point is, though, Back, this was the biggest problem. Now, now we're dealing with uh, people like Kanye West. We don't, men don't know whether they're women. Women don't know whether they're men. We have, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just insane. I want to get back to the days of, of, uh, of uh, whether or not Jews can eat cheese from a Gentile. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's become an absurd world for sure. That yeah. that I can guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. So I found that that was interesting. Is there anything uh, you saw over the over the week or is there any particular news story you'd like to share? Or do you remember something? I mean, I've just been busy inundated with DMs and trying to deal with the crazies of the world. That's right, because you're a tough Jew. You're kicking butt for us. Well, I'm trying to get everybody to kick butt. That's right. Whether it's physically or metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Do you, do you give, uh, do you, do you give, uh, lessons in boxing and Krav Maga or do you set up, um, uh, seminars? We do. We do. We set up classes, um, 10 block classes in various cities. If any city wants it, we, uh, get people to register and, uh, through Hirut, this is what we've been doing for over a year now successfully. Thank God. And, uh, getting kids and adults to train and learn some self-defense around the world. Good, good. Baruch Hashem. I love it. All right. So I'm going to usually I like to end the story on a very uh, end the show on a very light. So we're going to end last week. We ended on a Florida man story. I have another Florida man story that I want to talk about real quickly. I don't know if you're familiar with Florida man, but our listeners are very familiar with Florida man. It says here, Florida man arrested after a drive through meltdown over lack of lettuce. (laughs) This guy flipped out because they didn't put lettuce on his, uh, on his burger. It says a Florida man was arrested after causing a commotion in a, in a checkers drive through throwing a fit over the lack of lettuce for his sandwich. His name was Henry Caballero. Uh, he faces charges of disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. Uh, there's a picture of him here. <laughs> it says here, um, the Largo Police Department responded to a call from a checkers uh, because this guy, obviously, he went through the drive through and he didn't have any leafy greens for his order. The disgruntled customer had an absolute meltdown, caused the workers to fear for their safety and for the other diners. So they called the police. And um, it says when the authorities arrived, uh, he was uncooperative. He was freaking, about, freaking out about lettuce. I need my lettuce. I need my lettuce. But then we find out here, it says, according to the outlet, the 49-year-old also refused to show police his driver's license. I don't know why, but that's like Florida man. Florida man's very nuts. Um, when in, uh, it says here, uh, we find out later that the CDC, um, the CDC, uh, 
launched a uh, an investigation into a multi-state outbreak of E. coli potentially linked to contaminated romaine lettuce. <laughs> so that's why they didn't put any lettuce on his burger because there's a, some E. coli going around and this guy's freaking out wanting his lettuce. <laughs> well, it sounds like he was intermittent fasting. If you haven't eaten for 16 hours, you got a little bit hangry too. Oh, <laughs> you got to love Florida, man. He he freaks out because they didn't put lettuce on his sandwich. And then we find out that there was an E. coli breakout in romaine lettuce. Anyway, listen, I want to thank you, Aaron, for coming on the show. Did you have fun? It was great. It was awesome. A lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Aaron. Please, uh, you could check out his book. Uh, tough Jew 2.0, right? Hate, hate 2.0. Hate 2.0. And also you can check out his own radio show uh, on Spotify and everywhere else. But you can go on his Facebook page and everything's on his Facebook page. Thank you very much, everybody. We will see you next week. Shavua Tov. I love you. Thank you. can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Carr from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. opinion and more you're listening to israel news talk radio 